This week on the Reverse Stick, the Sultan of Johor Cup is showcasing some of the world's best under-21 talent. Olympic qualifiers are about to get underway, and uh, you got one of these, mate? Oh, this is, is that catching your eye, the glint? And welcome to the Reverse Stick, the global hockey podcast. My name is John Lee and I'm joined by... Uh, Matt Allen, here I am, not on my own, which is nice. Jeez, I've missed you, John. You missed me? It's been like almost two weeks since we've seen like each other. Like a cardiac arrest? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's um, nice to have you back and uh, driving the desk and hopefully we won't have... Some of the audio issues that we had, you know, this is what happens when you leave an amateur in charge, mate. It's not all going to be perfect. Um, so it's good look, to see the Ferraris unscratched. Yeah, mate. well, I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm glad we're a podcast duo and it's not a solo enterprise because, uh, well, I don't think we'd have many listeners, to be honest. <laughs> Do you like your new hat? Uh, well, yeah, we are sporting our brand new... Um, uh, what do you call them? Headset mics. Um, yep. So the, looking very professional. We, we, we've moved away from sharing the one mic in the middle of the room, which has been the past few weeks. And uh, yeah, here we are. Flash. Hopefully, the sound quality's good. Um, you probably will hear every sniffle and cough and gurgle and, and, and belch as we go along. Um, that's all part of the flavour, isn't it? Should be. News. Oh, of course, you know what the latest news is, Matt. What's that, John? It's uh, the magnificent silver medal earned by the WA over over 50s Division 2. It is very shiny. State team at Um, the recent Australian Nationals. Now, just before the show, you you said to me, don't don't ask me about the uh, exploits and my state hockey adventures. We'll talk about it later in the show. Yes, we will. Yeah, you've lasted about two minutes and you're straight into it. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think it's been two minutes, is it? Yeah, about two minutes. There we go. No, we will talk about it a little bit later. We will. But we'll get through some other stuff Looking first. Looking forward to it. Well, hopefully you enjoyed some of the audio that you could hear from uh, John's little videos that he, he did we'll last week. talk about that a bit later, <laughs> too. Last week. Uh, but, yeah, looking forward to it. It's a silver anyway, ladies and gentlemen. There you go. Silver. You just heard the announcement. He didn't win the bloody gold. Um, no. So, uh, we'll, hey, we, we didn't. No, no, we'll talk about right, it later. Yeah, talk about it later. Okay, let's get to uh, other hockey news going on around the place. We'll get to Sultan of Johor Cup in a second. Um, some test matches. Uh, New Zealand and Japan, the men, played uh, four tests between the 10th and the 15th. Um, first game, Japan got up 2-1. Uh, the second game, though, New Zealand struck back winning 6-3, and the last two games were both 2-0 victories to the New Zealanders there, so 3-1, the final test score, you could say. And well done to the Vantage Black Sticks. Yeah. They made that available on the YouTube and uh, um, Facebook channels. Yeah, Kane Russell, slotting five in four games, so Beauty. obviously on fire. Interesting, the game was played in New Zealand at Stratford, as opposed to being played in Japan, where a lot of games have been going on as a test event sort of thing. Maybe it's just a chance for the Japanese to get out and about and get out of that little zone they've been in. Ty- typhoon avoidance, I would think. Could have been that too. Yeah. yeah. I did notice on the uh, their Facebook page though it was it was in Stratford, not Stratford. Stratford is yeah. it? Oh, Stratford. Oh, close, close. Uh, also, um, Belgium took on Ireland, just the one test uh, at Wavre. Is that right? Wavre. I think I said Wavre last week. Wavre. Yeah. Okay, we'll go with that. Six nil. The Belgians got up and won. And uh, there was also a Three Nations tournament held in Abbottstown in Ireland um, between the Belgium, Ireland and Korean women. <laughs> the Belgium now, not just the Belgium. The, the Belgium. Belgium. The Belgium. Well, they're a machine. 
They are a hockey machine. They are a hockey machine. Um, Belgium took on Korea in the first match and got up 2-0. Then Ireland played Belgium, and it was a 4-2 victory to the Belgians in that game, and the Irish and Koreans played out a thrilling 1-0 win to the Koreans. I think that was Anna O'Flanagan's 200th game in the, in the second well, round of the tournament. Anna. That. Yeah. Um, also, no, that's about it for games being played. Um, Apart from Sultan of Johor. Now, of course, as we're recording on this Friday afternoon, uh, there's still one of the round-robin rounds to go. Um, Great Britain are playing India, Malaysia are playing Japan, and Australia versus New Zealand. Now, as it stands, India are on top. They've played four, had three wins. Doing all right, 20 goals, four, nine against. Uh, Great Britain are in second place, once again with three wins from their four games. So they're both on nine points. Japan and Australia... Uh, Japan is in third place, having had two wins from their four games. Just the one win for Australia, two losses. Uh, they're on four points. Malaysia are on uh, four points as well with the one win. And New Zealand are sitting bottom of that table in the under-21 men's competition there at the Sultan of Johor. Um, finals played tomorrow, Matt, Saturday. Uh, it'll be fifth versus sixth, third versus fourth, and first versus second. Now, at the moment... So, in, India have got to be in there, haven't they, unless they, they have a, a big a big loss to GB? Well, GB, you'd think so. Uh, Japan are the only other team that can get close to them. And Japan take on, this afternoon, Malaysia. So, you'd think Japan would go to nine points. They've got ten goals, four, nine against for a plus-one goal difference. Great Britain have uh, five and... Two for a plus three goal difference. India, as I mentioned, they're plus eleven in their goal difference. So if India were to lose, they would still finish second. Yeah, yeah. You'd think. You know, Japan would have to win by a lot. Um, so Great Britain, uh, they wouldn't want to lose by a couple of goals, and Japan to win by a couple of goals. That could get a bit interesting. And GB, of course, looking to GB r- playing r- India, so they could be fronting up in the final again tomorrow. Yeah, well, India um, put five past the Aussies, I think, didn't they? Five one uh, in yeah, that had, game. They had a pretty comfortable victory. Uh, India, yes, five one. They beat um, India also. Who did they play? They beat Australia five one. They beat Japan four three. Um, so they lost to no. They, they uh, yeah lost to Japan 4-3 and beat Malaysia 4-2 and New Zealand 8-2. There's been some upsets in there as well. When people thought the tournament was going one way, there's uh, the sort of third games in the tournament have spun it around. Malaysia got a, um, a bit of an upset win, I think. Was it in, the, in their third game, same day, same day that the Japanese yeah. beat India? If there's one thing I will say about Sultan Johor. It's obviously a very good competition and always has been pretty high standard. I wish it was including women's as well. Yeah, under 21. Well, we've talked about this before. But, there, yeah. there, there isn't that equivalent tournament anywhere no. in the world at the moment. But, hey, look, maybe there, there's a big opportunity. So the seed, Matt. Yeah. So the seed. You got any more news? Uh, hockey 1, Sultana Brand Hockey 1. Yes. Round 3 took place over uh, last weekend. Uh, we had Tasmania travelling to New South Wales. Uh, in the men's side, the Pride 4-2 winners over Tasmania. Uh, Tasmania did take a 2-1 lead in the game. Goals from Eddie Ockenden and uh, Sam McCambridge, uh, who was on the show a couple yeah. of weeks ago, getting his second goal of the tournament there. Well done, Sam. Uh, alas, uh, four low drag flicks from Blake Govers um, at the other end gave New South Wales pride a 4-2 win. In the equivalent women's fixture, a uh, five-goal haul from Abby Wilson saw off Tasmania. She got a field goal, a conversion, a penalty corner, a field goal, and then a conversion. So... 
It's three goals, really, I suppose, isn't it? Uh, but uh, and one conversion missed. I'm, I will do the stats in the next couple of weeks on how many field goals and penalty strokes are being converted. Um, you look at that game, New South Wales, four, four penalty corners sealed it. So it's it's still a very effective uh, tool, isn't it? Um, I'm, I'm unfortunately haven't been able to catch none of the Sultana brand hockey one. But today tonight, I'm good. Tonight, tonight will, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, going to yeah. catch a lot of it and. Um, yeah, it'd be interesting. Um, also, uh, Perth Thundersticks, they hosted the Canberra Chill. It was a 3-3 um, draw in the, uh, on the men's side, which the Chill won the, the shootout 3-1. And on the women's side, it was a, a one-all draw and a 1-0... Um, no, that can't be right. Yeah, a 1-0 shootout win for the Thundersticks to give them their first points. And then there was a 4-2 win for the Brisbane Blaze. Uh, Mickey Spano, double for the fire, wasn't enough. And on the men's side, it was a 5-1 win uh, for the Blaze. Another four-goal haul, this time from Joel Rintala, short corner expert, um, superb. And, uh, yeah, put in the, the drag flicks high and low to give them a 5-1 win. So that was the results. That means on the ladder after round three, um, the women's side, Adelaide Fire, Hockey Club Melbourne and Canberra Chill sit in 1, 2 and 3, all on 10 points. Then we're down to Brisbane Blaze, New South Wales Pride, the Thundersticks and Tassie Tigers. On the men's side, New South Wales Pride and Brisbane Blaze both sit top of the pile on 15 points apiece. And we run down to Tassie Tigers, Hockey Club Melbourne, Canberra Chill, Perth Thundersticks and Adelaide Fire on the bottom of the ladder with zero points so far. Coming up this weekend, we've got two rounds. John, two rounds of Hockey 1. So we've got oh. Friday night games, um, which, of course, on this evening. Then we've got the the fifth round on Sunday. So, so round four is tonight. Round for four all tonight teams. For all teams, okay. apart from the, the side that have got the bye. Because remember, right. there's, there's seven okay. sides that are in there. So Tassie yep. Tigers vi- visit the Brisbane Blaze. The Perth Thundersticks visit the Adelaide Fire. And the Canberra Chill visit Hockey Club Melbourne. So that's both, as we know, the men's and the women's games. All on Friday night. 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock and 7 o'clock local time, all on the east coast of Australia. Um, so it would be interesting trying to get your eyes on all three games or three venues at the same time. Uh, and the following round on Sunday, Canberra Chill host Tassie Tigers, New South Wales Pride host the Chalk Milks and Brisbane Blaze take on the Thundersticks. Uh, and then we're back to a round of Saturday and Sunday games the following week. So as, as a hockey nuffy, I would like to think that perhaps in future editions of Hockey One, they can try and split up the, uh, the fixtures a little bit. I know it, it, it's potentially difficult, and it's the first season, and they will be trying things. And I'm, I, I'm sure there are also financial constraints on the competition as well. Right, get, but, um, get, get your eyes on it tonight, and, and let us yeah, know. Yeah. What, oh, that's the playing side saying. of things. But as far as as, as the fixturing goes, yes, it, yeah. it would be nice if you had the ability to say at least watch two rounds live. If you're going to play them on the same day, maybe one of them has to be in Perth. Yeah. Well, if you want, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If 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 you want, well, yeah, but that that wasn't even the case when the game was here in Perth. Yeah, they played but, in the middle of the afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. I know. A, a bit of a missed opportunity. But the ideal thing would be well, that you you could roll on. Yeah. Through between a couple of games. Yeah. So you probably only restrict it to, to two fixtures on any given day. Yeah. Probably. And then roll through four games, so you have the afternoon games and the evening games. Um. And yeah, you take advantage of. The, I, I of think the, afternoon the games and evening games work on a week on a Saturday yeah 
I'm, I don't know about a Sunday. Maybe not for an evening on a Sunday, no. No, but it, it may be Saturday, a Sunday afternoon, but Friday should be a, a standalone one-off game. Well, it look, it's proven already that it looks better at night. Yeah, uh, and, the, and no the, doubt. The, the sun has, has played havoc with the viewing um, capability, and particularly on the blue fields, it's, it's been very hard to... And, Working with such bright colours from the team shirts as well, it's um, it's a little a little hard to follow the action. And I, I think with, there's more than enough evidence now to say that under lights is the showcase way to broadcast the game. Uh-huh. Anyway, as we said, it's only the first edition. There'll be lots of little bits and pieces they'll be working on and all that sort of things. So I'm just throwing that up there in the ring for things to consider in the future. And if you want all the news and the stats and the information on the ins and outs of the teams, you can, of course, follow on social media all of the individual franchises. And you want to get the links to those, just go to hockeyone.com.au and you can find that out there. And I'll be looking forward to crossing between the different games tonight. That's going to be interesting. I want to see that. Isn't there some um, show before the after the game or some link between... Like the hub or something in Melbourne, or uh, no, it's, it's all pretty much out of the it's out of the same studio with a rotation okay. of two different presenters. Now they are commentating some games from in there, um, but they're they're providing the links through the different games as well. Okay, oh, be good to see how Check that goes. See, yes, see, we'll see who's in the hot seat tonight. Do you say KO Sports? That's where to catch it, isn't it? It is indeed. Good. And, but, and look, yeah, KO. <laughs> if you're um, if you're not in Australia and you can't get your eyes on it through KO Sports, it's been, it's been pretty good on the, the YouTube channel. We're putting out the the goals of the round and highlights of the games and that sort of thing. BVN, <laughs> sorry, just BVN. <laughs> sorry, just coughing. <laughs> no, you, uh, no, you still need a, an account though. Yeah. So it's, yeah, well look. If anybody wants to set up an account in Australia, John's offering up the opportunity at a very small, very small fee. He might be able to pass on a password to you. Yeah, I thought you'd given your password to your auntie in Malaysia anyway. Right? No, she's in Singapore. Is she? Yeah. Moved again. Bloody yeah. yeah. No, she's still in Singapore. Always in Singapore. Why she got a Malaysian telephone? Anyway, it doesn't matter. No. Okay. Um, we better get to one of these. Hello, I'm Nick Irvin, and you're listening to The Reverse Stick, the global hockey podcast. Uh, thank you, Nick. You are listening to The Reverse Stick, and it's um, time now to just take a quick look at some of the things coming up very quickly, Matt, because look at this. We've got the big computer screen in front of us, and I can just click and instantly tell you there's Argentina and Belgium um, men are playing a test match on the 23rd of October at Brashat. In Belgium, uh, the Olympic qualifiers, we'll talk about that in a second. Then there's an invitational international women's indoor hockey tournament being played in Ipo in Malaysia. Twelve matches going on there. Um, not sure exactly who's playing. We'll check that in a second. Some more indoor stuff going in around Durban and Cape Town with uh, South Africa playing Switzerland in both the men and the women's for the indoor, senior men's and women's. And a Three Nations Under-21 tournament going ahead in Canberra a bit later on, uh, beginning of December. So basically, not terribly much apart from the Olympic qualifiers happening before the Pro League gets underway again in um, 2020 on the 11th of January for the women and the 17th for the men. Let's have a look at the Olympic qualifiers, should we, Matt? Because uh, we'll talk about the Olympic qualifier going on down the road from us here. So we'll start with the men. Um, these games are being played between the 25th and 
of October and the 3rd of November. Uh, we start with Spain taking on France at Estadio Betiro on the 25th, that, time, that game being played at 6pm local time. Spain and France, that will be a big cracking game. Remember, the teams that win this are into the Olympics and the teams that lose are gone. Are gone. And, and, there's, and there's a heartbreak of a four-year cycle. There is. And I'll tell you what, the form France have showed in the last couple of years, they're a big shot for that. Not so... Spain are a bloody good team too. Uh, Canada and Ireland, uh, they'll be playing on the 26th of October, that at uh, 2pm at Rutledge Field in Canada. <laughs> Somewhere in the middle of Canada. Yeah, we'll get Keeley under that. Um then a game I know you, you've got your eyes and fingers all across. It's the Netherlands versus Pakistan on the 26th. That game played at 4pm local time at the Wagner Hockey Stadium. Great to see that the uh, selection trials were taking place in Pakistan <laughs> last week. Good luck to Pakistan. Yeah, well, I might have left that a little bit late, but they've got a couple of games coming up against Germany, I think, um, on, on the lead-up to they that. They do. Yeah. They do. It's, uh, oh, it's on the previous page, yes. Uh, this weekend. Those games have been played. Um, Then we have the second of the uh, Spain-France games on the 26th, once again at Estadio Batiro, and that game played at uh, 6pm local time there in Spain. Of course, they're playing two matches against each other. Now, it's a... um, it's a goal thing, isn't it? Aggregate. Aggregate goal. So you can lose the first game and still get up and get through. Yeah. Very interesting concept. Uh, Canada. Well, it, it's, 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 it's kind of a bit of a baffling concept in, <laughs> in hockey regulations. And you, you go to the, the, uh, FIH website to look up the regulations on tournaments such as this, and it isn't there because all the talk is about three game tournaments where, where two teams are playing, there are three games to be played, and yeah. there must be at least one rest day in between, and, and, uh, yeah, there's no, there's, no, there's no precedent. There's no precedent for this, so, and, and, th- for this specific, these specifics, I couldn't see the uh, the rulings for it. Game two for Canada and Ireland will be on the 27th of October at 2pm, once again, Rutledge Field. Uh, the Netherlands-Pakistan ret- uh, game two will be at Wagner Stadium at 4pm on the 27th. And uh, then on the 1st of November, India take on Russia at Kalinga Stadium. That game being played at 8pm local time there in Kalinga. Um, that's the men's game. That's the men's. These are all men's games. Um, then New Zealand taking on Korea on the 2nd of November at Taranaki Hockey Club. That'll be played at 3pm local time in New Zealand. Germany, oh sorry, Great Britain are taking on Malaysia at Lee Valley. That's at 4.30pm local time for Great Britain people. Um, Germany are taking on Austria at Hockey Park at um, 6.30pm. In Germany, was Hockey Park. Uh, it's got a list here. Hockey Park. Uh, München Gladbach. Uh, then we get India playing the second game against uh, Russia. That's on the 2nd of November uh, at 8pm. So 1st and 2nd of November, India versus Russia, 8pm. That's easy enough to remember. Uh, then New Zealand take on Korea on the 3rd of November. That's a 3pm game. Uh, Germany taking on Austria at 4 uh 4.30pm at Hockey Park and Great Britain, Malaysia there at 3pm uh, local time in London. Yeah, Valley, yeah just London. outside. 3pm yeah. uh, local time. So that's the men's side of things. That's who's going to be playing. Some enthralling games there when you consider that the, the loser's not going to be at the Olympics. 
Yeah. I mean, some of those games look like huge, they're no-brainers. Netherlands and Pakistan. And, and thing. yeah, it's... Um, Great Britain and Malaysia. You'd think Great Britain should go through, but tell you what, Malaysia have a bad habit of turning up at some of these events. It's, and It's last chance alone. You know, it and is. Anything can happen. Uh, even Germany and Austria. That could be a very interesting game. Yeah, Germans will do it, but you'd think so. You'd think so, but but it won't be as uh, as easy. The as one that the I'm finding hardest to pick is Canada and Ireland. Yeah, both both huge games in the in the men's and the women's for There's, both of their not just for those teams, but for the whole hockey setups in their nation. Um, yeah, that that what that's what makes them very interesting. Should we get on to the women's? Yep. Let's do the women's because this is a little bit interesting for us locally here. The uh, first game is Australia versus Russia. It'll be happening on the 25th of October at 3pm, about 25 minutes after the Russians get out of customs, at the Perth Hockey Stadium. <laughs> um, uh, that'll be followed up, uh, China versus Belgium. That's 3pm local time here in Perth. So we'll talk about On a Friday we'll afternoon. About, we'll talk about this in a second. Yeah, China versus Belgium. They're getting underway at 4pm at Wuzhin Hockey Stadium in China. Then it's Spain versus Korea at Estadio Batiro uh, at 8pm. It's a nice game under lights there in Spain, thankfully. Uh-huh. Um, on the 26th of October, China will take on Belgium again. That game will be played at 4pm local time in Wuzhin. Australia will take on Russia at a later, more sensible time of 7pm at the Perth Hockey Stadium, and Spain and Korea at Estadio Bataro from 8pm. So then, are all of these games happening back to, on days back-to-back? Back? Yeah, 25th and 26th. Yeah. Then on the 1st of November at 6pm, uh, India take on the USA at Kalinga Stadium. 2nd of November, Great Britain and uh, China play at Lee v- Valley. Um no, that's Great Britain and Chile, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Great Britain and Chile, I've done that before. They'll be playing at Lee Valley. Uh, Germany and Italy at Hockey Park at Munchen Gladbach. That, uh, the Germany-Italian uh, game will be played at 4pm. The Great Britain-China game at 2pm. Then it's India versus the USA. They're backing up the next day at 6pm uh, at Kalinga Stadium. And Ireland taking on Canada at um, 7 p.m. at Energia Park. Then on the 3rd of November, it's Great Britain versus Chile at Lee Valley. That's at um, midday. Germany versus Italy from 2:30 p.m. at Hockey Park, and Ireland versus Canada at 7:10 p.m. at Energia Park. So that's the uh, the schedule for the women's side of things. So it's basically back-to-back games all the way through. There doesn't appear to be any days rest for the two any of the teams involved. No, Which I'm is just, very interesting. Yeah, I'm I'm interested just to look at the uh, the game time between the different games. Uh, well, shall we go through this? Yeah, let's, bit? Yeah, let's, let's get into it. it. Because, of course, uh, the first game is kicking off here in Perth for the women's side of things, Australia versus Russia. Now, when these fixtures was first announced, there was some whispers around the place that the Russians weren't keen to come to Perth uh-huh. and weren't keen to play and didn't see much point in it. That's right. And we're led to believe that they might have been had a little whisper in the ear that told them if they didn't go, they'd be up for financial sanctions and wouldn't be allowed to play in European competitions. That's a very high likelihood, yeah. Yes, and, and the Russians sort of went, oh, well, we better at least turn up, shouldn't we? Yep. I'd be interested to see the makeup of their team. I don't know much about Russian women's hockey, but it would certainly be interesting to see which players come and which well, don't, when, considering that <laughs> European clubs are at the start of their seasons. Yeah, well, when I told you that I'd got the whisper that they were arriving on Friday morning and flying yeah. out on Sunday morning... Um, 
you, you kind of, we, we kind of queried the, the quality of the squad that would be coming down. And you asked the question, uh, is it under 16s that you can get discount on your flights? And I think no. it's under 14s. So we wondered whether we might see a very, very young international Russian side. Well, there's a departure and arrival tax as well when you get to this yeah. country. How old do you have to be? To yeah, pay I think that? 14. 14. So it so could, so be, maybe, could yeah. be a very, very young team uh, coming down here. It, it just. So, so, so the premise is that they're going to be jumping off a, a, a flight on Friday morning. Now, this isn't absolutely confirmed, but it's probably not not far off the mark. Um, and within, let's see, it might it might be sort of a two a.m. arrival on a on an Emirates flight or something. It could be sort of five six a.m. Regardless, whichever whichever way round, they'd have come overnight um, and be asked to to play a game of hockey within twelve eighteen hours maximum of um, of arriving. So. It's, it's tough, whoever you are. It's tough doing the flight, let alone having to uh, go and perform in, in, in your, your final opportunity to make it to an Olympic Games. Yeah, I have a real problem with the 3 o'clock yeah. start time on a Friday yeah. too. I mean, Yeah, me too. Well, uh, I, I, well I, asked a, I asked a question on Twitter of Hockey Australia, and the response came back saying, fair question. Um, part of it was, was because of the FIA, in, in consultation with the FIH with regard to time between games, and uh, another part is a, a decision from the high-performance team. Uh, now, the FIH thing, I then wrote back and said, well, the FIH thing, I believe, is 22 hours between games is, is, uh, is all you have to have, which is... From the finish of one to the start. No, 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 from the start times. Of, to start time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it would make sense if you could put it to 4 o'clock. Um, it would make sense if you made it 7 o'clock, well, no, yeah, considering but, they're playing at 7 o'clock the next night, which makes 24 hours. Well, who's, so. Here's my question. This is why it sort of got my goat a little bit, was who's, who's going to go and watch that game at 3 o'clock on a Friday afternoon? It's not school kids, because school finishes at 3 o'clock. So there's no way you're going to get them there. And, and one of the lads who's involved with Hockey One commentary made the, made the point, oh, maybe it's at that time for the school kids. Well, no. 12 o'clock, 12.30 would be a time for the school kids, so you could arrange it with the schools to bust them in, uh, have all the fan opportunities and, and get involved, but then still get them back to school for 3 o'clock for a, for a parent's pickup. Just 3 o'clock is a very strange time, and it's almost as if it's, they want to play it behind closed doors. And as we've discussed... Oh, fence gate. <laughs> yeah, well, at the end... Gate gate. Gate gate, yes. You know, shut them out. We don't want people to watch these. It, it uh, feels like that, doesn't it? Oh, we don't really want people to go along because who will be able to go? Well, it's two or three hundred people. And, uh, and OK, there might be a decision from the high-performance team that they want to play the, ty- the game at this certain time because of some kind of advantage that they may garner from it. I'd say an advantage for the Hockey Roos would be a full stadium or at least a couple of thousand people there cheering them on to get into the Olympics. When, at what point does a high-performance unit determine... Fixturing. Well, it obviously does. Well, no, they they do, they do, but they 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 don't always have a win. I know that. Um, yeah, we've had the issues in Spain before, and I think there's something similar coming up with some of the times um, of the games upcoming that might not suit everyone. But on, and and it's you know the technical teams don't always get their way. Sometimes there there are the commercial um, aspects. That the come tail's into wagging the dog on this one. Well, right? yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's incumbent upon Hockey Australia to be showcasing our of course. events, and this is an Olympic qualifier yeah. now. You know, it's out of Hockey Australia's hands exactly what sort of attitude the Russians take to it. And I'm disappointed if what appears to be their attitude is, in fact, their attitude. Well, we, we don't we don't know on that. And, you know, uh, they do do the long haul quite often and uh, do it well, maybe, uncomfortably. We, but, we but don't know anything about the squad that's coming. We don't know anything about the players. We don't know anything about how they've organised themselves. 
nothing. So but, it's hard to make any sort of judgment. But maybe they want to put it on when no one's going to turn up because they're afraid that they're going to walk off the plane and get spanked 15 nil. And that's one of the considerations I'm having about whether I'll go along. Well, it'll be a dead if 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 that does happen in the game one, it's then a dead rubber for the second game for your seven o'clock accessible time slot. Yeah. Um, Who who's going to want to go and watch that as a contest? But it's also, I think, disrespectful to the Russians travelling here to deny them seeing what a decent Australian hockey crowd is. Well, uh, I think I see once again because we haven't heard the Russian side of things, if they're flying in less than 24 hours b- before the game, either it's a, basically a cost-saving measure and they're really, really strapped, which would be a pity in Russia because there's plenty of money there, let's face it. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's another conversation. Um, but they, they're not getting an opportunity to come here and spend some time around a, a really good, strong hockey environment either. That's right. They're, they're not getting... Uh, as humans, they're not getting the opportunity to do the things that they should be doing when they come on these sorts of trips. Yeah, Perth is a long way to fly to wherever you're flying from. Even in Australia, it's a long bloody way to fly to yeah. us here. Um, and the other side of it is is that athlete welfare. What's that doing to their body? Those two games within a, t- a tight turnaround, the long haul, then then the long haul. Um, it's not going to be doing them any favours. And if they're going back into club hockey next week, don't expect them at training on Tuesday. Yeah, I'm, I'm seriously concerned um, whether I go on next week or not. And, and purely based on the fact that I, I, no one's going to learn anything about anybody if they get spanked by a lot. And if, Look, and they will. If they're turning up 12 or 14 hours before the game, they're going to get ripped. Well, here's, here's my call out now to Hockey Australia and to the local Western Australian uh, community oh, that's cool. and, and and Perth Hockey Stadium is let's get this game at bloody four o'clock or four thirty in the afternoon and give an opportunity for the kids and the families to get down um, and watch their hockey watch their hockey ruse. Um, hopefully, make their way to the Olympics. Is right. that appropriate? Is that, that the right? I don't know what you're gonna what you're gonna pop up on there. You are listening to the Reverse Stick, the global hockey podcast. What else have we got, mate? Oh, Tansy emailed me oh, uh, last week. Hi, yeah, Tans. Yeah, he, uh, he was sending some well wishes to you oh, uh, yes. for your state hockey adventures. And uh, they've had an injury crisis in, in his end. Oh, don't, mate. That, that, was, a, that was a fair glint then. Did Almost get, blinded me. Almost yeah. blinded me. Um, yeah, he was elevated to the first team. I don't know if he got managed, managed to get any goals. Um, but he said, yeah, they were struggling for numbers. Uh, didn't get much chance to catch up with Jared either. He sent me in a couple of nice emails. They, right. didn't, they didn't, they didn't come home with the chocolates down south, Did but they, they, uh, they had a, a, an enjoyable time enjoying the southwest of Western Australia. It's, uh, one of the things that was, oh, not a disappointment, that's the wrong word for it, but, um, missing opportunities to catch up with people like that. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Was well, it's a, it's a different sort of beast. Do we talk about it now? Yeah, let's talk about it now. Do we? <clears throat> Yeah, you're, you're arming yourself, aren't you? You've got all those little effects there. You're looking at one. Okay, here we go. Let's talk about the uh, Australian Masters that I recently had the great pleasure to attend with a wonderful group of hockey players and a good bunch of fellas. Um, what an amazing time. What the first thing I have to say is what a fabulous time it was and uh, how grateful I am to all my teammates and also all the organisers and the Everybody involved with the whole event. It was a really cracking time. And your mum? Uh, mum came down and watched the finals. She did? Yeah, she did. Yeah, mum Brilliant. and dad came down, so uh, that was really nice. 
Um, yeah, it was a really, really fantastic time. I right. can't. Let's 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 start off. So we 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 took the I played the journey last week and and getting through to to the final. So yep. first off, let us know what happened in that final. Who did you play? What was the result? Did you get any game time? And were you involved towards the end of the game at all? <laughs> Yeah, oh, well, shall I answer them in reverse order? Yeah, yes, go for it. I started and I was on the ground when the final whistle blew, which was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, what were the other questions? Uh, what was the result? Normal time. Okay, in normal time, it was a nil-all draw. Now, so we I played think. Queensland, and uh, we played them earlier in the tournament, and I reckon we got them at the right time early in the tournament. Um, and we had a, a 2-0 victory and a pretty good victory in that huh. particular game. Um, and then... They were obviously a team that really improved during the tournament. We had a little bit of an eye on it. was hard to really keep too close an eye on these teams due to the fixture, etc. Yeah. But we'd, we'd seen that they were getting better and through their results, etc., etc. So knew it was going to be a very tough game. Uh-huh. Um, they probably did a little bit more work on us than we did on them, if you don't yeah. you know what I'm talking about. And that, that was probably more to do with the fact that we hadn't dropped a game. And by the time you're travelling along like that as a team, you don't change much. You stick by what you know, yeah. and you've, we've got a process. It works. So we played we, play five games, won five. five conceded yeah. one goal. Yeah. So we got and, to, and and you even scored two of them. I, I, I did score. Well. Yeah. I did score two. Oh, they classics, mate. Don't, don't you worry. Hey, many would have struggled. Uh, I'm surprised you don't have. I haven't got, no, I haven't got, haven't got a seagull on there, have you? Yeah, um, yeah got to. Sorry, you no, it wasn't on. quite the dream. You carry on. Carry on. Okay. Uh, yeah, so a nil all draw. Um, both teams had opportunities. We had a goal disallowed for a foot that probably wasn't a foot. Um, they had a short corner goal disallowed that was the ball didn't go outside of the line. Yeah. Um, just there were little margins here and there and everywhere. We apparently had 19 shots. I thought you were say 19 players on the field. <laughs> no, no. We, we had 19 shots, um, according to the official stats. Well, I was trying like to keep, keep watching the stats on the Altius page, so again, I could see that, oh, he, he started the game, look at that, and, uh, oh, there's a goal. Oh, my God, he's, he scored another goal. Oh, no, I wish. No, I was, no, not in that particular oh. game, but I did, I did follow live some, some <laughs> of the action when I was at the desk. I mean, that's pretty cool to be able to do for, you know, an old duffer like you to be able to, have that instant connection that you could dip in and just uh, see what's happened. In fact, uh, I asked you to... Now, you messaged me and you said, oh, great 1-0 win today. And then I messaged you back and I went, mate, it was 2-0. <laughs> you, you got one in the 8th and one in the 59th. <laughs> and true you true and you story. Went, you went, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> true story. Um, but look, they, so it ends nil all. Um, no extra time, straight into a shootout. Oh, is it? No extra time at all? Yeah, and look... I was really disappointed in that I. I'm not. So, uh, this is an anti shootout because if it wasn't a shootout, we'd be going to strokes. So, and my position on that is, I don't care which one it is. Really, I prefer it went to penalty strokes, but I don't take either. Um, so it doesn't mean much to me. I always find there are lottery it's a lottery anyway. Yeah. It's a lottery, yeah. so it's very hard to get personally excited about a shootout yeah. or a penalty stroke or whatever. What I think was disappointing is that we didn't get the opportunity to sort it out ourselves as players. Now, some people would argue, oh, you've had 60 minutes. But another 10 minutes of golden goal, maybe five minutes each way, maybe you just go, look, you're going to play for another 10 minutes as you are. Um, you know, very often there's not really an advantage on a turf field going from one end to the other. Yeah. Um, Apart from the massive home support. Oh, whatever it happens to be, you, you 
But that's something fact, captains have to factor in then at the at the toss. Do you want the ball or do you want to have the push off and be facing a certain direction and come and shoot uh, that extra 10 minutes of extra time? Now, was but any, was anybody... the point being, that extra 10 minutes, I'm pretty sure would have got us a result Yeah. in golden goal. Now, maybe it wouldn't go and have your shootout or your penalty flicks, but I think as, as, player, as a player, I feel like that would be a far fairer way to, to deal with the game like that. Uh-huh. And it, it was a very close game. Could have gone either and way. Then it, and then it's... Still shit to lose at the end. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. If you go to a shootout, it doesn't matter. But, you know. So on the, on the shootout then, was everybody aware that that was the, the process? That it was, it was a shootout and it wasn't well, going to be strokes? Or was it, it was talked about on the old chit chat WhatsApp thing. Uh huh. Oh, I think I brought it up actually, that it was. And was there, was and there any preparation strokes. done as a team or as individuals? Or was, very, was, was any of the little. team used to doing shootouts in no. their respective competition? I, no, I, think, not, no. I think I might have taken more. Yeah, I know. And that's. So, okay. So <laughs> they're they're not aware of that video, by the were, way. <laughs> were, were you in the five? No. Oh, your, te- your teammates aren't yeah. aware of the video. No, that's right. Just so. go to the reverse stick uh, on YouTube, search reverse stick, and uh, there's a nice little shootout video yeah. on there. I don't think that's no, a model for what you should do in a shootout. Well, that, anyway, let's get. If only they'd seen it beforehand, John, and it might have changed their, you know, given given them a bit of perspective to go. Hang on, this bloke's um, quite average at this. He might be better than me. <laughs> well, I'd, I'd Any d- chance we could get his mate in? So, uh, maybe there's a sense of feeling. Well, if it gets to that stage, you know, you, it is a lottery, and the yeah. idea is to win the game in in full time. Anyway, um, all right, take us take us through the uh, the pattern. Let, take us through. Blow, blow by blow in the shootout. What, it's been okay. erased from your memory? I, I just... Uh, it's, it's hard for me to remember. Yeah, I can't remember. <laughs> I think we missed the first two. We were on the back foot. They they scored... Did they score two? Or, Hammer saved one. I know that. Um, yeah, I can't remember. All right. I just know that they scored more than us. So, silver medal. Silver medal. Fabulous. Look at that. Look. Yeah, oh, that was beautiful. Don't look directly into it. Re- Jesus, right. that's it. You got yeah. me again, then. Thank you. Um... Take us through your, your teammates, oh, look, then. You got some shout-outs there? Uh, we, uh, many shout-outs. Let's start with Gap Anoust. Uh Led the team magnificently. Very calm individual. Oh, you got that guy, have you? Yes. In the team meetings and stuff. Yeah. Very relaxing and, and calming on the team, his influence. Fantastic. Uh, team manager, uh-huh. Meerkat, um, who, with two games to go, one of them being the final, nicked off to China with his mum. <laughs> um, which left us he's our goalie and yeah. team manager um, and his his place was ably taken by Hammer who uh, uh, donned the pads for the first time since he was 16 and kept two clean sheets Fantastic. Um, and it's, it's funny because one thing I do remember from the shootout is that um, he was so close to everyone it was if he had had half an hour's Coaching with some goalkeeper, he probably would have got most of those. Uh, did we, it, it was a fantastic effort. Did everybody try and whip, wibbly wobbly their, their way up, or did anybody just come straight into the top of the D and smash it? Uh, there was an attempt at that. Yeah. There was, there certainly was an attempt at that. I think AJ tried that, and he got into the D and realised that 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 wasn't going to come off. Right. Well, it didn't. It didn't. No, it didn't. Unfortunately. Unlucky uh, AJ. AJ, fantastic player. He was there. Bridgie, top scored for the tournament, five goals. Fabulous effort. Scored a couple of crackers, too. Oh, it's a real good old-fashioned top-of-the-D, smash-it-on-the-run type hockey goals. Fantastic. Um, JB, your mate from Canning. 
the old yep. days. Yep. Settle yep. Out. Played, played against him a, while, a few times. Yeah, he's very a very dangerous, player. dangerous player. One of one of the things we probably didn't do it with it as a team was getting our short corners to unleash him. Yeah, he's a good drag. Good drag. Yeah. Good drag on him. And that's probably one criticism you could make of the way we went about things. There's not too many. Um, okay. Cots, and who do we blame that? Down the back. Who do we blame? Oh, it's probably Coach. my fault. Oh, your fault. Yeah. All right, okay. Uh, Cots, Sally down back. Seds played in the middle. Uh, Heidi, who uh, tore a hamstring at the second game and missed the rest of the tournament, but we managed to get him on and off every game, I think. <laughs> just step on, step off. I don't know if we're going alphabetically here, but you just got to H. Um, did you have a nickname, John? Yeah. What was yours? We'll get to that. Oh. Uh, Doc, Kiwi, uh, Jimbo. Special thanks to Jimbo for driving me around uh, Bustleton on the Friday, first Friday afternoon looking for somewhere that would sell me a transformer for my uh, laptop now, tell me that why, I left behind. Tell me why you can drive around, John. I didn't have a car there. Why didn't you have a car there, John? It was back in Perth. Why was your car back in Perth, John? Because my daughter had left the gate open and the dog had ended up at the Baldivers Emergency Vet Centre about... How many kilometres away is the Baldivers Emergency from Vet Centre from your house? About 35. <laughs> <laughs> so somebody was driving past your house, yeah. picked up your dog yeah. and drove it 35 kilometres away. Yeah. yeah, and then got a phone call about 11 o'clock at night saying, we've got your dog. Wasn't wasn't the missus happy that night? Well, you got that scary music because that was going on that night. Anyway, uh, yes, Sorry, that's that's then. another story. Jimbo drove me around. Thanks, Jimbo. Looking for that transformer so we could get that podcast one one four up. Yeah. Um, Papa Smurf Cal, who, whose uh, wife has been invited to all future um, over forties Divi two trips because sausage rolls. No, no, Ham no. Indian cooking. Oh, Indian, beautiful. Indian cooking. Um, and it must have been real good because, I mean, Jimbo, the look on his face when he hoed into it, he was loving it. Uh, Della, a last minute fit in who was uh, travelling to and from work as well. Big strong country lad, Della. Plays big strong hockey. Like a, like an angel? No. Arriving to help out? Yeah, sort of. Alongside Gux, the big gherkin. He was there as well. Um, who I believe has been in touch with you today to say where's this week's episode. Obviously yeah. waiting to hear his shout out. Yeah, there he goes. Yeah. I guess. Uh, and don't forget our two co-managers, Chris and Jody. They they're along running benches and doing all that sort of stuff. And um, our physio, young Tash, who has heard that many dad jokes. She is another <laughs> one. I think I think she's gone to a country that doesn't have any old people living in it. Right. Um, <laughs> just to try and let some of that wash off her. Great bunch of people. Great bunch of people had a fantastic time. Now, just a few things about it though. Go on. Um, stuff like the running the benches. Like for most most teams, we don't really get an idea of what it's like, and it's played under full on rules. This tournament it gave me a bit of an idea about what it's like to be at a big proper hockey tournament. So it's te- pro- te- technical, technical delegates, technical delegates, you know, umpire managers. Yeah, well, you saw all the stats coming up on Altius, didn't you? You know, like yeah. players coming on and off, they're taking numbers down, they're noting all of that sort of stuff. No, you can't stand here unless you got this vest and uh-huh. you got a blah blah. Full on, which was a great experience, um, and really enjoyed the, that side of it, playing under those those conditions. And warm ups, and warm downs. Uh, yeah, we did warm ups, warm downs. Uh, I tell you what, that cold water stuff. You know, after the game, go and stand waist deep in cold water. That's a ripper. I never got quite waist deep, but um, knee deep. No, I got more than the knee. Oh, I don't want to know where you no. got to. Um, but that's that works a treat. That's really good. I'm a, I'm a big believer in that. You know what Freo Hockey Club needs? A, wheelie bins. A standing wheelie bins. pool of cold water. Wheelie bins. Yeah, but it's not for long. You don't stand in it for a long time. 
And then we had a swimming pool there. We did proper warm downs. It was all really good. In fact, I reckon I'm probably the first bloke in Masters hockey history to be in better condition at the end of a tournament than at the start. (laughs) (laughs) Especially everybody in the team seemed to come down with this horrible bug and lurgy. They're all sick and it's turned into bronchitis or something. It's been terrible. And not not a problem. I felt great. Back into last last season. Yeah, not the season just gone, the season before. You were beat up and sore and had all sorts of trouble. You didn't pick up a stick until sort of February. Yeah. Missed all of the summer comps last year. This year, bang, straight out of finals, interstate stuff. You going jogging tonight, is that right? No. Oh. No, that's not right. Oh, okay. But um, it was interesting to play in a tournament like that. Now, the umpiring. This -hmm. this was interesting. If I don't know if it's because this is the way tournaments work or whether it's perceptions or whatever, but there was some talk about... Not that the standards dropped, but there was a change in emphasis. Let's put it that way. So things that you, in the first game, you'd cop a green card for, uh-huh. first up, without any question, you were getting away with without a free hit being paid by the end of the tournament. Now, this isn't just my observation. This is an observation others from other states had as well. Sorry, so, that's, stars. So, so it was becoming harsher, the rule, or more well, relaxed? More relaxed. As right. the tournament went along, it seemed to get more relaxed. So the first two games, bang, 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 they were on to everything. They, there was no mucking around. But it seemed it, it relaxed as the tournament went on. Now, I don't know if that's just a natural progression of the way things go or whether actually teams went to the umpires and said, we think you're being a bit harsh, can you lay off a little bit? Or how it worked, but there was a, a perception amongst a lot of people that, that that had happened. I'm not saying by the end of the tournament the umpiring was bad or anything like that. Completely different argument. It would just seem more relaxed. Yeah. Um, yeah, and... Well, yeah, no, she didn't get a green card. No. Nearly, apparently. Already? Yeah, in the second game. Any blue cards? Uh, no. It wasn't too raucous? Well, that you didn't, one of the didn't interesting sort of things I found much? about it was that it's not a big piss-up. Um, we had a couple of nights, we had a few drinks and all the rest of it, but a lot of the time you spent recovering. And it's interesting, beforehand we talked about, oh, I can do this, and you sent me down a bit sound recorder and had plans for X, Y, and Z. But once you get there, it all fell apart because when you're playing in it, you, you're sort of removed from doing all of those other sort of things. We would have, we'd get there an hour before the game or something like that, and then we'd watch a bit of hockey. Then we'd have our warm-up. And then after the game, we'd have a warm-down. Then you go to the little tent, shake other blokes' hands, have a quiet beer, a little presentation. It's 20 minutes, half an hour max. Yeah. If you're lucky, mostly it's 15 minutes, and then bang, we're back on the bus, and we're going back to the hotel, and, and we're doing a re- rehab and doing all that get sort your of laptops stuff. Laptops out, do the video analysis. Yeah, oh no, 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 none of that. No, no, it was a bit more difficult. But you, you know what I mean? We were. Yeah, no, we were, no, totally. It, it was very structured, well, so you can, you didn't get the opportunity to, to inverted commas, socialise that much. I know Dad sat next to is it Ashley Wells, the Australian goalkeeper. Yeah. Um, Debbie, Mrs. Lee sat next to. Um, her father at the when we played Victoria, he uh-huh. was sitting there watching the game, and uh, yeah, so there, there were people around, but I just didn't get the opportunity to do much. Well, I know it's, I was trying to sort of liaise to get you and Jared to meet up down there. But yeah, yeah. You were, you were often playing at the same stadium on the same day, but one game was at eight o'clock in the morning, the other one was at four o'clock in the afternoon. That's right. and it was a forty-five minute drive from wherever you were staying to then go and get there, and, and also talking to blokes from our, from our club. 
um, that were playing in different locations. They couldn't get along to your final. They wanted to, but it just wasn't possible logistically to do it yeah. from where they were staying. And, and uh, so it's well, it's, it, it's great for that region to take on the tournament, yeah. but it doesn't. You can't necessarily get that um, festival vibe going with it. I I saw Sloth three uh, times. Yeah, and. Once was as he was standing in the pool and I was carrying my club sandwich back to my room. Oh, how are you, mate? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the other time we we had a barbecue and it no, just turned service. out. Oh, I went to the cafe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> had a little puff on the way down. Um, <laughs> From your asthma inhaler. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Um, another time was a barbecue and the, the over 50 Divi 1 boys happened to be using the barbecue at the same time as us, but we had another sort of function that we'd organised for that night so we sort of half mingled and had a bit of a five minute chat with him and another yeah. time was he, I was heading out of the pool and he was heading into <laughs> the pool and they're like how you going yeah you went to and, and that's it you're off yeah, yeah yes and these these are people that you know well then you, you're not seeing them at all yeah um, and you want to spend time with your, your teammates that's what well, it's all about meetings, isn't it sort of... there were meetings we did go out to dinner a couple of times a couple of uh, good restaurants. You promised you were going to send some, send some uh, video footage through of the pool competition. Did it happen? Um, or were you just terrible and uh, you, you couldn't? You were out early and you couldn't be asked to to post something. I was pretty happy by the time the pool competition got started, so that was probably not technically going to possibly happen. Would have been a lot of Marianne with a shaky hand. Did you play or not? Yeah, I played. Yeah, it was all right. We had a few drinks. Who won? No. <laughs> I don't God. know. Right in, if you know, if well, you were there. That's one of the other get things. In touch. About, like, email Matt at net or John, no, just email Matt at net. There's a lot of scope there that if you were able to sit in as an outside, not as an outsider, but able to sit in like a fly on a wall, you can make a nice little story and do, but I, I, I just didn't feel that that was the right thing for me to be doing. Yeah, yeah. Taking was, the focus away from yeah, what you're actually just, there to be doing. Yeah, yeah. And, um, Perhaps I didn't think about that side of it as much before I went. You know, I had plans. Oh, I could do this, and and I actually asked, "Do you mind if I to uh, Usti and you know, a couple of other people there?" But I mentioned, "Do you mind if I did this?" And people they weren't overly enthusiastic, but they didn't go, "No, I'd rather that didn't happen." Yeah. But it just didn't ever seem right to, yeah, yeah, to be yeah. doing it. It much better that someone else outside of the group be doing something like uh-huh. that. And looking after it, and, but I also wonder about how much of the spontaneity, knowing that someone was doing that, would take away from yeah. the group dynamic as well. That's yeah, going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Well, there was good, yeah. really good coverage in the, the local press down there on the local country news channels and across the papers and everything else. They they, they gave it a re- really good boost, and uh, I think uh, Bunbury and Bosseldon did a great job to to host a, a, a tournament of that magnitude. Love to go again. I'd love to try have another crack. Yeah. Um, Maybe slightly different circumstances next time. Yeah, but yeah, it was it what, was you, great. You, and thanks you, what, to everybody. You going for the Divi One team? No, you haven't told us your nickname yet either. JC. JC. Why is that? Because uh, the sun came shining down. Oh, through. a glint of light. What were they looking at? One of the medals were they? Yeah, they yeah, just yeah. like that. See, yeah, yeah. They oh, look like there, it, yeah. oh yeah. yeah you praise, praise be. <laughs> oh, you, j- <laughs> you changed it. Did you mean to press that? Uh, not not entirely. Give try, try that one. Uh, this one. I'm Reece Smith, and you're listening to the Reversing Podcast, Glow Ho Po. Yes, 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 this is the Glow Ho Po. Figures were up last week, John, just because of the intro. 
the figures were incredible. Are... Yeah, the, the demographic uh, dropped dramatically. We were down to a 17 to 19 year old. The, 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 like the five and average. six year old to me. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> The little one saw you yesterday. Oh. <laughs> she got a little bit upset, didn't she? Because uh, you called her out. Well, I, I said you called your own daughter <laughs> I did. out. I said, I said, Jada, what do you say after I say the old guy? And she froze, didn't she? But at home she was going, not so much. And uh, I was loving it. And as soon as I mentioned it in your presence, the little froze. tears came out. <laughs> <Ooh. laughs> All uh, right, Dale. What we got going on, John? Uh, EHL yeah. knockout eight draw taking place today live on Facebook. And uh, uh, no, uh, he's a bit busy at the moment with um, Bub Number Two. He's just oh, arrived. Yeah, well congratulations. Yeah. yeah. Um, Simon Mason, apparently he's doing a nice tap routine mid mid draw, so it's going to be worth catching that. Hopefully, a little bit more charisma than the last draw that we. Is uh, uh, Nick Irvine going to be saw. pulling the hat out of the rabbit? Could well be. That would be novelty, wouldn't it? It would do. Yeah. Maybe they are doing it that way. It could be. You have to tune in. You, you probably already have, and we already know who's playing who. By, by now. Rock Vice Kong versus Kampong. First two out of that. <laughs> uh, but that's the men's and the women's draw taking place there. It's fantastic. Good stuff. And uh, I don't know whether we'll get the re- get the news on where uh, the Easter tournament's going to be held. That's got to be coming out quite soon. Where do you want it held? Um, well, the shouts are for Mannheimer at the moment. Um, uh, I just want wherever the cheapest flights are from the UK and uh, accommodation while we're there. Um uh, check out the FIH's website as well. There's a headline article on there, John. Massive interest in hosting next FIH Men's and Women's World Cups. Yep, it's that big that we've lost some nominees put <laughs> in. Uh, go to FIH.ch to check that out. Of course, if you're on the social medias, check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all at The Reverse Stick. See you next week for 117. See you, mate. Did you wear your shirt underneath? Did you wear the Frio shirt underneath? No, I didn't. That's why you didn't just win, mate. stare into my medal. Stare into my medal. It's pretty weighty, though. Like, was, wait, have a feel. It's nice. Like, And what about the medal? <laughs> I mean, it feels like it's got some gravitas to it. It looks you know, it, it looks it, It's not just... Remember the Pro League medals, the Pro League statues oh, they gave away? You could take one of these and... and Bash the Pro League. And so it's inscribed statue. on the back. 2019 Australian yeah. Masters 50 plus men's V2 Championship runner-up. And look, silver's better because you can look at yourself in that, can't you? But much easier than the gold medal. <laughs>